1: The Sports Cage Podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism. Our province's older people deserve to live independently and affordably in their own communities and homes. Learn
2: more and join the movement at skseniorsmechanism.ca And away we go on this Tuesday, July the 19th, 2022. This show is brought to you by our friends at Saskatchewan Lottery's main fundraiser for over 12,000. Sport culture and recreation groups oh my grass is so dry oh my plants are gonna die oh the water bill and then boom boom it rains and floods everything and now everybody's happy now it's muggier than a you know what. I was sweating like a sinner in the confessional today. <laughs> walking to get your booster juice, Zinger. Oh, thanks for that, by the way, man. That's tasty. No problem, buddy. I'm there for you. We haven't done one of these in a uh, in, in a, a while, so that's your uh, your. Uh, I don't know, welcome gift to coming back to I that side some, of the glass. You get some energy too. You so. get some. I got I put an energy booster in it. Oh, that's what you did. I did. God, Whey I got my protein. Heart rate going. Yeah, I know. That's right. We get <laughs> it going. Get her going. Well, this show will get it going because we got lots to talk about. Um, also, I, I pointed out the date July 19th, 2022. It was 53 years ago on this day that my dad and mom got married. It's their 53rd anniversary. They made it, so that's good. And then, Happy
3: anniversary.
2: So if you uh if you want to congratulate them, that's fine if you know them. Uh or if you want to get mad at them because they created this mess known as Michael Ball. What
3: were they doing?
2: I have no idea. They should have <laughs> stopped after me. When you have perfection, why would you go for a another two kids? But they had my brother and sister, and here we are, family of five, and then we've spawned in our own directions. Okay, you can text 936 That's the number to text. Or you can call 936-6262 or one 767 620 if you want to weigh in on anything. We're going to get to our power rankings a little later on in the CFL. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Luke Mollander's grades for the different positions through the first third of the season. We're also going to hear from Peter Lubardius. Johnny Hockey's gone to... Columbus and Brutal. and Matthew Kachuk looks like he's on his way out the door too so the Calgary it was going to be the Battle of Alberta the Oilers the Flames now it's just the Oilers and wah, 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 the Flames Or who knew that Johnny Hockey's last shift would be a giveaway and then the Oilers. Uh, who
3: cares about Johnny Hawkey? People are talking about him like he's yeah. the next he had Wayne one good. Green. Who he had, cares? Yeah, one good
2: season. Come on, he Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, he, come finally, on. he finally, in eight years, finally shows up once in the playoffs and everybody's crying. Uh, but we want to get to the topic of the day if we can. Do we have him on the phone there? Yeah. We do. Okay. Uh, yesterday, right when I wrapped up the show, this guy sent me a text and said, Kelly Hamilton, the longtime RMF, RMF executive director, like he was the president. He was a longtime director of the organization. Really, uh, one half of the dynamic duo, uh, Who uh, the other half would be um, our buddy Len Antonini, who will join us after 6 o'clock. They helped build this Regina Minor Football League into the powerhouse that it is, the envy of all minor football leagues across canada well kelly uh, hamilton passed away yesterday uh, from cancer A a long battle with cancer he had it a few years ago went into remission and then it came back, and he fought hard here. He he did it in silence, too, because I never even knew that it came back. I knew he had it initially. I didn't know it came back. Mind you, I hadn't run into him much because of COVID. That's one of the bad things. You don't see people you regularly see. I had done U16 games and Spring League football games on the TV for Access Now, but I only ran into Len, not Kelly, and uh, maybe that's why. Alright, uh, let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime, a great time to uh, order Western Pete's, and another guy that's been involved in amateur football with his tackling clinics and coaching the Campbell Tartans. He was at Winston Knoll. Now he's uh, with the OKC Buffaloes. That would be our friend Ryan Hall. How are you today, Ryan?
4: I'm doing well, Michael. Thanks a lot for uh, for giving us a chance to talk a little, bit, a little bit about Kelly today. Oh,
2: yeah. He deserves to be talked about for sure. You know, uh, think about all the kids, some of them pros, university players, junior players now, professional football players that went to the uh, old RMF facility on Winnipeg Street, that dilapidated part of the building. It's now a beautiful facility at Libel, but got their equipment from Kelly uh, Hamilton.
4: Yeah, you know, and that was the thing about Kelly. Kelly, everything that he did was for all the kids. It
5: wasn't just for the,
4: the really great athletes that were going to go on to great high school, junior, university, pro careers, but he wanted every single kid to have a positive fun experience playing tackle football and and he he just served so humbly uh in his role as president and equipment manager for all those years and and really i think gave uh thousands of kids that opportunity that he wanted to give them
2: yeah you know uh i had coached uh, high school football uh, as an assistant coach uh, after my high school days when i was playing on the rams i did some ram clinics but i had never been like a coach of little kids from like nine and up and you know being the parent coach and I asked him for some advice and he said I'll give you one piece of advice and if you stick to this piece of advice uh, it'll serve you well your goal as a coach in Regina Minor football is to keep the kids interested and their joy in the sport and wanting to play the next year or the next level he goes if you do that then you're a winner I thought that was a great piece of advice
4: yeah, and that goes right along with the, the motto of Regina Minor Football that Kelly was a part of developing. It's fun, it's fair, it's football. And if you can give kids that that enjoyment of playing a team sport in a, in a positive atmosphere with a bunch of their friends and some adults that care about them and uh, have that fair, competitive environment where everybody gets to play, even if they're not the best athletes, they don't spend the whole game on the bench, like there's the, the fair play that, that mm-hmm. Kelly was a firm believer in, and uh yeah so so that's uh that was Advice that he don't not only gave but he definitely lived it.
2: Well, I will tell you that you know there's a lot of lip service about that in sports. Oh, it's fair and everybody's going to get a chance to pitch and everybody's going to get the same ice time. No, they they, they darn well ca- adhere to that. Like you had the people on the sidelines. I was joking when the CFL was going to go to this whole. Uh, you can Americans can play 49 percent of the snaps if it's a times by three, divide the four. You know what I mean when they had that stupid formula <laughs> with the CFL. I said, well, get Kelly. Get the, pardon me Kelly Hamilton involved and get the get the RMF involved because they got that thing down to a science. They they would come over to your bench and they'd say, "Hey, ballsy! Like I noticed this guy isn't playing. Why not? Oh, because of this. Oh, okay. We're just checking. Like they were they led by Kelly and Len. They really adhered to that.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like you know, that's one of the big things about Kelly. Kelly is the epitome of a man of integrity. That his word and his actions match all the time and when he says something then he's going to follow up on it and uh, and when he's leading an organization as our president for many years um, he wanted our organization to always operate that way to always operate that uh, we're not going to um, you know wink or look the other way if certain coaches do certain things like we're going to hold everybody accountable and um, you know you can I think Luke made a reference to it in the little tribute post he put on Facebook today you can ask Luke about how Kelly was like kelly was a man's man if if he had something to say to you he would say it and he'd say it straight up he'd say it respectfully but he wouldn't you know he wouldn't talk to other people and and say stuff about you he'd he'd say it to your face but he wouldn't hold stuff against you you know if you if you had a little if you got called on something or had a little run in with him like he he'd call you on it but then once you shook hands like men you know then you were you were good and you moved on and you and you uh kept moving forward
2: This is longtime amateur coach Ryan Hall, who had a good relationship with Kelly Hamilton, the longtime uh, president of Regina Minor Football, who just passed away yesterday after a battle with cancer. Uh, Yeah, you know, and, and, and the other thing, too, is... Safety. They were big into safety. Safety in terms of equipment. Safety in telling you how you're supposed to fit the, as parents, fit the kids, outfit the kids. Uh, and safety in terms of tackling. He had you out doing the tackling camps too. So I thought that was very important too. Because you know what? There's a big debate in football. Should you start your kids tackling at this age or that age? I... Uh, I had reservations early on, but after being an RMF and and going through, uh, you know, your clinics, but then also, you know, just listening to Kelly and and Len and their mentality is like, okay, that's, uh, I can can throw my support behind, uh, you know, having kids get introduced into tackle sports early.
4: Yeah, and I think you just used the word mentality, which is so important, because the mentality of the coach in beating a contact collision sport is crucial to how, Safe and um, how positive that sport's going to be, and uh, and that's something that yeah, like Kelly asked uh, to join the board of RMF years ago, and that was one of the things he thought that I could offer was just helping work with coaches like you and and uh, Luke and all the other coaches, the hundreds and hundreds of coaches we've had at RMF, and and just try and um, try and promote the the physicality, the aggressiveness, the toughness that's required for football, but also. Uh, equal that, not just with lip service about respect, but, you know, we as coaches, we have to live and demonstrate respect for the game, respect for uh, the opponents, that we're not trying to hurt them, we're out there trying to just make plays in, a, in an aggressive
2: sport. Ryan Hall, uh, lastly, as we, uh, you know, the, the, the new turf's going down there at Libel Field. Now, that's a city expenditure, but the the turf is one thing. The surroundings, man. If it wasn't for Len Antonini and Kelly, or Kel, I keep wanting to call him Kelly Rample. Kelly, those are the two Kellys in my life. Kelly Hamilton. If it wasn't for those two guys, we wouldn't have this facility in Regina. I've often said, if you blindfolded somebody and dropped them right there with the trees and the setup you think you were in calgary or somewhere in bc with that beautiful setting and those guys have a lot of uh a lot of props go towards them for uh, getting behind that getting the fundraising going i used to joke too kelly would tell len what to buy len would go raise money to buy it
4: yeah and you know it's a little bit um i guess a little bit sadly ironic that we've got that new turf going in and it's, it's going to be finished within the next few days i think and and kelly didn't get to see it But, you know, the great thing is that Kelly was such a part of the whole development of that facility, and and you talked about our dilapidated old facility on Winnipeg Street that we were in for years, and now in that beautiful state-of-the-art facility at Libel. You know, those things, like like you kind of alluded to, they've got Kelly's fingerprints all over them. And, and, you know, when you think about a guy's legacy, like, we can look at facilities, we can look at experiences like, like you and I have had as coaches and football people working with Kelly. But, you know, I think Kelly... Kelly would say his biggest legacy was was his family and you know he was you know congratulations to your folks for 53 years and Mm -hmm. and Kelly and his long uh long time wife Robin and uh and their kids um Kennedy and Lee you know they're they're the pride and joy of his life all the things that Kelly did for football and everybody else was secondary to his family and um and I I just can't imagine how how hard well I guess I can't imagine how hard it is I I just lost my dad this winter and and it it's tough when you've got somebody that's that important to you and and that special of a man and um and he, and he leaves a wonderful legacy in so many different ways and and it was truly my privilege to be his friend
2: well, uh, uh, that you can't say it any better than that. And I, yeah, I do remember. that was uh, Man, you lose track of time when you go through COVID. So my condolences for your father, Ryan. And yeah, uh, my grandpa used to say, you, amongst all the advice he always gave me was one thing. He said, you only get one name. Uphold that name the best you can. And I think we both are in agreement that Kelly held up the Hamilton name quite well.
4: Amen to that.
2: All right, man. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate all you do. And uh, we'll talk down the line, Okay.
4: Sounds great, Michael. Thanks a lot.
2: That's Ryan Hall talking about the legacy that was, that is, Kelly Hamilton, who passed away yesterday. We'll continue with more of the sports cage in a moment on 620 CKRM.
5: And Juan Soto, he's down on a knee. He's got it. Fat is flipped, sky high. And Juan Soto is your 2022 home run derby champion.
2: Yeah, so Juan Soto. Of the Washington Nationals comes up with a big big uh, performance beating out Rodriguez for the uh, crown. $1 million he gets. Uh, He turned down a uh, 14-year, 15-year, $440 million extension with the Washington Nationals. So the 23-year-old superstar is on the trade block. Now, that would normally be our sports cage clutch performance. Unless there's a tie. How about this? An Idaho man, with the help of his colleagues, recaptured the Guinness World Record for longest throw and catch of a hot dog into a bun, and we have audio. This is David Rush. I'm here with Russell Phillips going after the Guinness World Records title. For the furthest distance to throw and catch a hot dog.
6: Got it. Come on. Got it. Nice. Come on. 167, five
4: inches. There
2: you go. So uh, there's a world record for everything. Uh, The longest throw of a catch, uh, throw and catch of a hot dog in a bun, David Rush and Russell Phillips. It's unbelievable. Now, of course... (laughs) Speaking of wieners, Zinger, speaking of wieners! (laughs) Grilling dogs for family and friends this spring and summer? Don't be embarrassed by wieners that just aren't big enough. Get the ballsy wiener machine. Yes, the amazing new device that increases the size of any wiener instantly. Just put your wiener into the patented wiener hole, pump the handle, Presto, you've got a bigger Saskatchewan tube steak. Watch what your company will say when you take your once mini wiener out of the ballsy wiener machine.
0: Oh my god, your wiener is huge! (laughs)
5: That's a big wiener right
2: there. Oh yeah, there's barely a mouth that'll fit around a wiener fresh out of the ballsy wiener machine. Don't let your little hot dogs be the running joke around the city that rhymes with fun. Pump up your meat and grill the right way today.
5: Ballsy's wiener machine The size and girth of your hot
2: dog always counts Not gonna lie to you It used to be the Chad and Ballsy wiener machine from the Wolf, but he sold his shares to me, so I had to cut his name out It's just the Ballsy wiener machine Now we are taking orders at 936-6262 Do you want to pump up your wieners? Your your hot dog If you want to pump up the meat Text us, and we'll uh, get her going for you. 936 nine three six sixty two sixty-two, uh, the Capital Ford Lincoln hotline for that and other things. You can weigh in. You can call in, too, at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Time now for our Power Ranking Zinger. Mm. Week number six is in the books. And the number one team in the league, it makes me puke at my mouth when I say this, but Greg Ellingson, who was one of the performers of the week, made 11 catches for 152 yards. His club has rattled off three wins over a 12-day period, showing everyone why they're the two-time defending Grey Cup champs. It's the Winnipeg blow bummers ooh, Boo. Ooh. number two uh, puking in my mouth on the other side the Calgary Stampeders they pushed Winnipeg to the edge but weren't able to complete the comeback at IG Field Bull Levi Mitchell's receivers couldn't catch a bus that night let alone a football but uh, he still finished the game completing just 42.9% of his passes I do love me some Kadim Carey though the Stamp star back had an excellent day running the ball to improve his average yards per carry to a spectacular 6.5 yards. Number three, Zinger, are you in agreement with the first two?
3: Yeah, yeah, I am.
2: Number three, the British Columbia Lions. Lions spent this past week in a bye. Hamilton is coming across country to Vancouver in a short week, giving the Leos a big advantage when the teams meet Thursday under the big top. At number four, it can only go up from here. Garrett Marino serving a four game suspension. Cody is 50-50 after taking a cheap shot in his left knee from the Argos Sean Oakman that went uncalled. Duke Williams threw a helmet at Argos defensive back Shaq Richardson in a pregame dust up. Oh and now the team has been hit with COVID they cancelled practice today at last word five people allegedly unofficially have COVID in terms of the players we don't know of another number at this point and we're told practice is still a go at least now things could change Are you with me, Ed Zinger? Is that okay? I
3: think I I think I, I think so balls. Okay, it's number... just tough for me to have the riders so high right now because I'm just I'm so upset about that loss.
2: Yeah, but, but I mean, who would be ahead of them? Toronto's not going to be ahead of them. I have Toronto at 5. The Boltman sack Well, they sa- just beat them though.
3: Yeah, but come on. They beat
2: him with five defensive starters out of the lineup. Boltman sacked Cody Fajardo 5 times, recorded three interceptions. McLeod Bethel Thompson had two touchdown passes to lift his team to 2 and 2. Zinker wants to put him at 4. You want to put the Argos at 4? Yeah, I do. I do want to put. Them you up want four. to crown them for you? Crown <laughs> them for?
3: <laughs> need a little bit of we controversy. We know what they here. are. I we need to kn- get some more energy in me. Here. So, so
2: <laughs> Zinger's going four, uh, and Rider's five. Then mm-hmm. I'm going Riders four, Argos five. What say you, Sports Cage shareholders? Nine three six sixty two sixty two. By the way, here's a little another thing: the ballsy wiener machine. Okay. Yep. If pump, you're interested, pump, pump your meat up. Don't be don't be uh, intimidated by that small wiener. You want to get that big, juicy hot dog, Ballsy's Wiener Machine. But we're also looking into sports cage shareholder t-shirts. That's mm. what we're calling our listeners. Officially, you're a sports cage shareholder. Yeah. And to become an official shareholder, you'll want to get a t-shirt. So... I want to know if you're interested in that and if I should put in a bulk order. 936-6262. 6, 62, 62. Can I sign you one up for one up? Yes. Sign you up for one,
3: Zinger? Yes. And how about are we still taking entries for the cornhole set or what what's up? Oh with yeah, that? we are. We'll okay. do that today. We'll All do right.
2: that today. Man, we got a busy show. We, we have, got a lot going on. Do we have man. Uh, the score? Hurts. Do we have picks of the score today? Yeah, Deuce? yes, we do. Yes we do. Oh my goodness. I can't even keep I up. Gotta lay down. Okay, <laughs> shut up. So I got I got Winnipeg one, Calgary two, BC three, Riders four, Toronto five Zingers got Toronto at uh, four and the Riders five I got Hamilton at six would you look at that Dane Evans avoided throwing any interceptions and tossed the game winning touchdown with only 19 seconds left in the game to beat Ottawa Yeah, and he became one of the performers of the week as he threw for over 300 yards so they're number six good boy Uh, You got them at six? You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Number seven, I've got Taylor Cornelius and the Edmonton Elks. He looked like a competent quarterback. He completed 61.3% of his passes for 230 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, That came off a tip pass. Edmonton's got two more wins than I think most people thought they'd have at this point. That's why they're
3: seven. It's hard to argue. I still think they're a bad team. Yeah, but I mean, everybody else is worse. The
2: the Alouettes fell to one and four after coughing up a 19-point lead at home. Now, didn't Kahari Jones get fired by GM Danny Machocha because the team was undisciplined? Yeah. Well, Coach Machocho watched his team take 13 penalties for 193 yards. Do we fire Danny
3: now? Coughs up a three-score lead. Yeah, like what, a w- joke.
2: what a dumpster fire. No, they're a kitchen fire inside of a dumpster fire, Montreal. But they're not the worst team because speaking of hot, the hot seat. The only thing saving Paul Lapelise's job in Ottawa is is the fact there's a coaching cap now in the CFL because they can't fire them and hire anybody else because they'd be out of money. That's true. (laughs) Ottawa won the turnover battle by three and took no penalties. Did you hear me correctly? They won the turnover battle by three and took zero penalties but still managed to find a way to lose. Bad teams find ways to lose. But, Paul, maybe you should worry more about... If I was the coach of the Riders, I would cut Garrett Marino. That's what I would do. Yeah, well, if I was the coach of the Red Blacks, I might look at winning more than three games! The picks, or that's the uh, power rankings. We'll get Luke's power rankings a little later on. He'll be in after five when we come back. Peter Lubardius will join us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Johnny Hockey leaves Calgary.
3: Oh, I'm. I can't wait till we're done talking about this. He left Calgary
2: for Columbus. (laughs) Talking like he's Gordie Howe for
3: crying out loud.
2: He left Calgary for Columbus. That's that's like me leaving Jennifer Aniston for Rosie O'Donnell. Are you kidding? me? Me. You stay
3: away from Rosie. <laughs>
2: this is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM with our good uh, good friend Peter Lubardius. Pete, 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 help me out. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, good. Uh, so so Johnny Hockey leaves Calgary mm-hmm. for Columbus. And, and And not only does he do that, he leaves about $15 million on the table. On the ta- like, that's Peter Lubartius money he's leaving on the table.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, minus about 36 zeros. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Honestly, and you're the second person in two hours to ask me the question publicly on the radio. Mm-hmm. Here's my read on the situation, and that is this. Um I think it was the hardest decision Johnny Gaudrill ever had to make. I bet you he flip-flopped about 7,000 times. And my take from where I sit and just trying to assess is I'm not so sure. And there was even some inferences about this because I was back in Calgary calling the Hockey Canada U-17 development camp last week when it all broke that maybe the market was misread a little bit. And sometimes when that happens, you have to go in a different direction. So it's hard for me to understand how Columbus became the destination. There was certainly huge interest in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Philadelphia was at play, but they couldn't move the type of money that they had to. But uh, I'd like to tell you, my friend that it's not been a head scratcher, but it's a head scratcher.
2: Yeah, so so now where are we with Matthew Kachuk? Matthew Kachuk uh didn't file for arbitration, but his team did. Can you take us down that rabbit hole and what that means? Cuz what I'm reading is that that means uh they're just it buys them more time to make a trade.
5: Yep, that's that's what I'm reading. That's the mail I'm reading, and from a couple of people that I talked to today, I think it's headed down that, down that hole. I, I really do. I read and something I think,
2: where they're saying it could be within the week.
5: Yeah. I won't be surprised. And and I think
2: I I think that's a good move, Pete, Pete. I think that's a good move because you 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 kind of got burned here with uh, with Johnny Hockey, and I don't think the world's dead. It's not like Wayne Gretzky left. Okay, no, uh, thank uh, you. Yeah, like thank a couple you. a couple years ago. Well, actually, going into this year, I had said to you, "I'm surprised this guy's still on the team because he's been basically a no-show in the playoffs. He had a great year and a and a decent playoffs, and he had a you know deserving of a of a new contract, no doubt about it, but it's not like Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messier or give me a, a Sidney Crosby left town but, you know, if if Kachuk if, if doesn't want to be here and you're getting that sense, it's good to get his ass out of town so he doesn't become a distraction and sell while you can sell him high
5: You know what? maybe today I should be asking you the questions about what to do with the Calgary Flames because I was on Vancouver Radio a couple hours ago and I gave them that same speech which with my uh, maybe a little extra vim and vigor today Mm -hmm. because, you know, from everybody else's perspective I've talked to outside the marketplace, outside of uh, my friend Mr. Ball, it's like the whole world has collapsed. No. Is it unfortunate? Yes. But just to deliver your point in a different way, my friend. So thank you for going down the road and and Mm -hmm. leading me this way. What I said to them today is the same thing I'm going to say to you. If if this would have happened after the 56-game season for both these players, or the season before, or the combination of both, Would we have this outrage everywhere? No. The answer is no. The answer is no. Now, that, again, does not take anything away. As you full well know, and anyone around professional sports for any length of time knows that, you know, there are... it's, It's like our business, Michael. It's like most businesses. There's very few times that you have leverage and you get to decide. Let's be honest. So, it just happened... That first of all, I think with Johnny, if you look at it this way, I think one of the reasons they didn't open up the checkbook as big as Johnny would have liked it last season is because they probably questioned doing that. I know I would have, and I would have done the same thing with Matthew. the yeah. unfortunate part for Calgary is both guys come off their best ever season, They're part of an excellent line. They did manage to help the team win one round. And like you, friend, I don't discount any of that. I feel terrible for the Flames. You know, it's going to be really, really hard in some respects to pick up the pieces. But as I've said on your show many a time, if someone like Matthew Kachak, and I said this to you last year, and you can back me up on this. What have I always said about Matthew? I said if you don't want to be married to this group long term, I can't keep you. I can't.
2: Well no, and you certainly so can I... you certainly can't commit 9 to 10 million dollars a year to that.
5: No, you can't. You absolutely can't. So, yes, in Calgary these days does it feel like the world's collapsed? Yes. Am I getting asked questions in the last couple of days about why won't people stay? Uh, you know, is is it an internal problem? Is there something wrong there? Well, I don't I don't think it's I think for the Flames in certain ways it's bad timing. Um, but I feel very strongly when I say this: you are not winning anything in life, period, without people who are truly committed to trying to help you win a championship. And if and and I'm not blaming the players for wanting to go their own way, that's their right. It's just the same way it is for you, and the same way it is for everybody when those chances come. So I don't hold anything against them. They earned it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, wh-
5: if I'm the hockey team, I'm making a deal. And I want big pieces back in return in order to get it.
2: So where would you where where do you think he'll where do you think he could end up? There's rumors he could go play with his brother and brother in Ottawa. I heard I saw one online. Tarasenko and a bunch of pieces coming back from St. Louis, where he's obviously got ties to. Where do, Where do you think the most likely destination is? Or do you even well, have a crystal ball there?
5: Well, I mean, we all have crystal balls. The problem is I'm not Kreskin. because <laughs> if I was, yeah. I sure as heck wouldn't have been trying to explain my way out of a tough conversation two hours ago. Now I would have still come on the air with you, <laughs> but I wouldn't have probably had to do the last one. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I know, knowing Matthew, Matthew wants to be the man. I truly believe that Matthew would absolutely love to be part of the St. Louis blues and, and, you know, be the guy there, and they love him. And, you know, his dad was there, and he's a huge fixture, and he's part of their scouting staff. And I think I think if he could handpick, which, you know, I guess players in some respects get to do now, that's where I think he'd like to go. Whether Mr. Armstrong, who I have the absolute utmost respect for, is willing to part with, well, I'll tell you where it would start for me here would be the deal for me. Mm-hmm. It would be Jordan Cairo. Mm-hmm. It would be Colton Pareko. Mm-hmm. And it would be a first. Yeah. That's where it would start.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm i
5: not saying Doug's going to make that trade. Yeah, I wouldn't make that trade if I was him, but I'm getting two of those pieces for sure.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm Doug. I agree. Um, when you look at the land, so, so, so those two guys, let's, let's assume Kachuk's gone. I think it's all but done. Those two guys are gone. So you're going to get back, you're going to get back something valuable. Okay, you're going to. So that that replaces Matthew. Will it be exactly Matthew Kachuk? He's kind of on he's an interesting he's an interesting talent. I don't know who you'd compare him to. He's he's a he's a dynamic player in terms of he can get under your skin, he could score forty goals, he could play physical. So those guys don't just fall off the tree. But you're gonna get somebody back and be in good shape there. And there's money on the table now that Johnny's not there. So that's why I say not all is lost with the Calgary Flames.
3: No,
5: because the Calgary Flames still have, in my estimation, some really good core pieces. I've said on this program, if if in the middle of last year, if you said to me, which Calgary Flame would you open the checkbook for, which guy did I say? I didn't say one of those two guys. I said the guy who centers them. Yep, and did. that's Lindholm, mm-hmm. and I still I'm behind that 100. Um, you know, I think I think the maturation of Andrew Manjapani um, is he going to be Johnny and put up his kind of numbers? Probably not, and he needs a new deal. Yeah, too, but Johnny,
2: way. but Johnny's not going to put up 117 or whatever it was.
5: I'm I'm with you, and and here's where I like guys to win scoring races myself in the playoffs. that's how that's that's how i judge yeah and and so listen i'm happy to pay guys 10 million dollars a year who i truly believe are going to be game changers at that time of year because those are the hardest guys to come by so if i'm calgary you know i would love another solid veteran piece on my top four that's I would love that. I'm good in goal. I'm pretty good on defense. Mm-hmm. I have some emerging players up front, and I'd love another top six forward. If I could find myself a top six forward, a, a top 4D, and a high draft pick going into a terrific draft year, I'm good. Or, if you, can, if you could get, you know, I'm not saying he's coming. He didn't want to come a few years ago when they made a trade to get him. But if you put Nazem Kadri on the Calgary Flames and paid him over the next five years, and then you took what you get from Kachuk and hope that that's maybe two of the three pieces that I talked about, are you way worse off?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm
5: it's, inter- to get that done, right? it's
2: interesting. It's interesting. Canadian, Canadian. I feel Canadian teams uh, may, take Toronto aside, maybe, maybe Vancouver. But you know the Calgary's, the Edmonton's, the Winnipeg's, the Ottawas of the world. They have when they have a championship window, they have a few years to strike it hot, and then that's then that's it. Then it's a total and complete. Maybe not in Calgary's case, but I, I mean, where I'm going with this is Ed- Edmonton right now. They had a good off season. Vander Kane came back, but their windows closing rapidly too, very rapidly.
5: Well, it could be. You know, it could be. But again, they also have the most gifted player on planet Earth, and you know, I've been a hard marker on that guy at times. Yeah. Well, that guy finally showed me this spring that he's ready. So.
2: Do you think they've closed the gap? Do you think Edmonton closed the gap enough on Colorado in this offseason? We'll see. Yeah.
5: We'll see. We can't answer those questions, can we?
2: No, I guess but, not.
5: I mean, but they, but, but all you can do if you're Ken Holland, who apparently, it, you know, last year, everybody wanted his job. Yeah. I don't know. I think they were in the third round the last I checked. Yep. I think things are going okay over there.
2: Yeah, they are. Hey, uh, lastly, yeah. my friend. Uh, uh, are we in agreement that the only All Star Game worth watching is the one tonight, where uh, where playoff seeding is on the line in terms of home field in the playoffs?
5: Yeah, I don't even think that's the case anymore.
2: Did, did they get rid of that? I didn't know if they'd they got. R- I think I, oh. I, I think they
5: did. I think. Okay, they did I think that happened. But you're right; it was that way for a long. This
2: time. is the only one that this is the only one that I've always liked to watch, regardless of that rule before or not.
5: It's I, I just. I'm, I'm the same.
2: Yeah. It's the only one I've really watched because it's 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 closest to the real game, right? Like it's
5: cl- Well, the the thing the thing about that sport, if you've been involved in it or watched it or been around it, um, you know it's it's the most individual team sport that there is. But let's just say you're a shortstop or at second base, mm-hmm. just for starters. What are you gonna do? Let every ground ball hit at you tonight go through your legs? No. You're just you're not the game is just not set up. You know, it's it's not a game where, you know, the most intensity or the most physicality play in. You know, in, in its own respect, it's the most cerebral game in some ways, almost, outside of probably football, depending on your position. And it's and it's the most individualistic team game. And, you know, it's not like hockey or football where you know, when guys, you can clearly tell, aren't trying or there's no emotion or physicality or pace. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, unless unless they all make a deal tonight and all the pitchers decide, you know what, I'm here and I throw between 93 and 99, well, tonight, just for fun, we're going to throw 80. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. That's that right.
5: would be really about the only way yeah. that that's the case. So, yeah, so I'm completely on board with you that while it's different and it's another show for another time I just I don't like the game of baseball as much as I once did um, for many reasons which we don't have time for but yes it's it's by far and I still love the game but
2: it's by far the best also. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a huge fan of the actual game from game one to 162. I'll watch early because it reminds me of warm weather. I'll watch late because it's interesting, and I'll always watch the midsummer classic. The 92nd edition begins just after six our time. Hey, Pete, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it.
5: Okay, guys, be well over there.
2: That is Peter Lubardi as Peter's puck talking Calgary Flames hockey, Johnny hockey, and Matthew Kachuk. I was really looking forward to it's just like a slobber knocker of a Battle of Alberta, but now it's just going to be, oh, they're just going to be speed bumps in the parking lot for us Edmonton Oilers fans. Just running over Calgary again, always the little young brother trying to get the football as you hold it above his head, and he can't quite reach, he can't quite reach it. (laughs) Oh, always brings me to my joke, a bra's got more cups in the flames. We'll take Mm. a break and be back with more in a moment on the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM.
3: It's 4.52 with the Sports Cage, a sports ticker, and it's for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. They're hiring right now. Starting salary for service techs, $75,000 plus signing bonus. You can give them a call at 781-2090. Well, uh, exciting news for both country music fans and rider fans today as Jess Moskaluk will be performing at halftime on July 29th when the riders take on the BC Lions, I believe. That announced... Uh, just today. And yes, siri, the MLB All-Star game is tonight. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is at batting cleanup for the American League. Five Blue Jays are in the American League roster or on the American League roster. And a uh, new wrinkle this year, by the way. If the game is tied after nine innings, it will go to a home run derby. <laughs> Things are just getting goofier by the are day. You yeah, are you serious? Are you serious? I'm serious. That's crazy. Serious, by the man.
2: way, uh, if you missed any of this show, check it out in podcast form at Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism uh, or brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism. And I forgot to say that our uh, <clears throat> sports cage Clutch performance, <clears throat> which was in the second break of the show, brought to you by our friends over there, at Nick's service out in Emerald Park, and uh, when we talk about Nick's service, we'll tell you. They're your local Massey Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Call 781-1077. Let's head out to Flowing Springs and talk with Brian Raymond. Are we Are we letting... Did you get a lot of rain out there? Or are we letting them on the course, or is it too wet?
1: The course opened again at 12 today. It was very wet uh, this morning. Obviously, we got a lot of rain just like everybody else, but the course is actually... Is, it's soaked in pretty well. We have some wet spots, but we're... Uh, we're running. The carts are running, and uh, the drive range is open. Everything's open.
2: Awesome, man. That's great, boy. It's been uh, it's been nice golfing weather, especially if you don't like to hit the ball in the wind that much. I, I mean, it's been it's been my kind of weather for golf, Brian.
1: Yeah, actually, it's been pretty good lately. We haven't had a lot of wind. A lot of folks maybe struggle a little bit with the heat, but you know, there are people who spend thousands of dollars every winter to go and experience those same temperatures in Mexico. So,
2: yeah, no, absolutely. And we had a few people texting us during the rider broadcast. They were. A couple ladies were out on the 18th hole uh, when uh, they were listening to our game out there in uh, Wolfville. So I thought that was uh, kind of neat. You got a free little plug in the broadcast, Brian. So we're always happy to direct them towards you. How do we get them out to your place and tell us about some of the specials?
1: Well, tomorrow's Wednesday, so every Monday and every Wednesday, ladies and seniors—that's anybody over 60—$29 to come out and play the golf course. If you're not a senior uh... thirty nine dollars so it's still a great deal because our normal green fee is fifty two dollars every day after three o'clock it's our early twilight thirty two dollars to play the golf course and every day after six o'clock seventeen dollars to come out and walk the golf course it's uh... and you know these evenings have been really really nice so and we also have a nine-hole or High nine hole fee every day. If you just want to play nine holes, we can do that too. And of course, we have a fabulous, fabulous driving range.
2: All right, so give me the Brian Raymond Flowing Springs hole of the day.
1: The hole of the day today is hole number 12.
2: Okay, why is that?
1: It's a par three and it's not very it's not real long mm-hmm. but it's a nice big green but there's water behind and a little bit of water in front mm-hmm. but uh it, but it's an e- it's a, it can be a real easy green to play
2: all right good i like uh e- easy but the water does intimidate me unless it's coming around as part of the beer cart that it does not <laughs> intimidate me all right brian how do they get a hold of you
1: Give us a call at 543 5050, or you can now book online at flowingspringsgolf.com.
2: Thanks very much, Brian. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you uh, later in the week, okay?
1: Yeah, you bet. Have a good
2: day. All right, you too, man. All right, uh, Zinger, do we got any text there? We got the ballsy wiener machine we were taking uh, submissions for, and our sports cage shareholder t shirts. We want to see if there's enough interest in those.
3: Yeah, well, Brandon says he'll take four shirts. So uh that's still not enough I'm afraid no. to make a bulk order. So Well you... John,
2: John said he'd take a couple he texted me John Templeton so okay. he take...
3: <clears throat> Yeah. that's six shirts but still I mean it's not enough. If you want a shirt you got to text 306-936-6262 and we're going to get those ordered up. Yeah. Uh we got a uh, Mel yeah. Mel agrees with Balzy. I'm not sure what he's agreeing with you uh I, about It came in at about like four twenty nine. What were you we talking about there? Uh, we were talking about wieners at the power time. Rankings
2: power and the rankings and the and the wieners. Yes. Pumping up the wieners. You so, don't want skinny wieners. You want big plump wieners. You know,
3: you want the big thick ones, right? Yeah,
2: big thick, uh, long and girthy wieners, yes. right? For for the like the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: for sure. And then uh, get your mind out of the gutter. You yeah. we got Lance <laughs> in Virginia. Yeah, he says, "Hey Mike, great yeah. interview uh, with Ryan Hall about yeah. Kelly Ham- uh, Kelly Hamilton. Great person." Uh, with integrity uh, the definition of a man. So uh, that's from Lance and Regina and we're going to be talking more about Kelly Hamilton, Yeah, we course, got later uh, G- today. Jeff
2: Stusa coming up right after 5, the president. He took over uh, as president of RMF, and we'll talk to him about that. We'll also have Luke Molitor in about 5.15, and Glenn Suter as well. Uh, we got a jam-packed show here. Also, we called them the, the dynamic duo, Kelly Hamilton and Len Antonini. Len, the other half of the dynamic duo, will join us after 6 to talk about his fallen friend, uh, Kelly Hamilton, this is the sports cage for Saskatchewan lotteries, the main fundraiser for over twelve thousand sport culture and recreation groups on six twenty c k r m and welcome inside the cage for Saskatchewan lotteries wherever you 're listening however however you 're listening, thanks for making us part of your day we got Luke Mulder coming in here in a few minutes we 'll hear from Glenn Souter. Uh, Scott McCauley of the Regina Thunder and Len Antonini from the RMF will also get to their president Jeff Stusek talking about the life of Kelly Hamilton the longtime executive and president of that organization, former firefighter and TSN spotter who passed away yesterday after a battle with cancer. Zinger, before we get to the text line, which is at nine three six sixty two sixty two, powered by Capital Ford Lincoln uh... Am I missing something? Why we we have one game on Thursday, which is dumb enough. Now we're gonna have a doubleheader on Thursday. We're gonna have Ottawa and Montreal, and then we're gonna have Hamilton and BC. Mm. Uh, what am I missing here? <laughs> I, I I don't. Uh... Oh man, crazy. Craziness. Anyway, Zinger, before we get to Jeff Stusick, let's get to a couple of
3: texts if you can. Yeah, Tommy and Davidson. Yeah. What's up, Tommy? Hi, Tommy. He says, uh, Count me in, Zinger. I'll wear a sports cage t-shirt with pride. So uh, count Tommy and Ballsy. Okay, that's
2: se- seven uh, yeah. shirts.
3: So we And also uh, Daryl and Regina says he'll take two shirts. So that's I got a, nine. Yeah, I got a personal text on my cellular device here that yep. says uh, three shirts. So that's uh, 12. 12 shirts we're at. 12 so, uh,
2: shirts. Okay, and that's we've, have it, we've only offered it for an hour. I mean, true, we're man. actually, if we were businessmen, you and I'd be on fire right now. Yep. What we should do is rent a spot, a kiosk in the mall and sell them right there. I bet you... Nobody goes into malls
3: anymore, Ballsy. I was just there to get your booster juice. Oh, you yeah. You jerk. <laughs> anyway. Damn, this is pretty tasty, too. <laughs> Where you're, is it? You're welcome. <laughs> Where is oh, it? Oh, I finished it. It's in the garbage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Uh, Unfortunately, yesterday, the Regina football community, the Saskatchewan football community, the Canadian football community lost a great guy. Kelly Hamilton, firefighter in this town, a spotter for TSN when they used to come to town, Uh, was instrumental when they they came for the Grey Cup weeks here. A few times the Grey Cup has been held here. And of course, he helped build Regina Minor football to what it is today. He uh, had cancer a long time ago. Uh, Looked like he beat it, but cancer came back about a year ago. Kept a great attitude, a positive mindset, but uh, lost his battle yesterday. And uh, as you heard, uh, Lee, Kennedy, and his wife Robin, his kids uh, Lee and Kennedy, and his wife Robin, our thoughts and prayers go to them and the entire football community that knew Kelly, including our next guest on the Western Pizza Hotline. All right, here with Jeff Stusek. Jeff, uh, first off, uh, we'll get to the real reason why I called you, but I I wanted to start in this uh, in this uh, lane. Your son Carter coaching the U eighteen championship team, Team Saskatchewan. Uh, The Stuseks, you were coaching before. You pass it down to your son as he helps them win again. Boy, Saskatchewan rolling their three in a row in terms of gold medals.
7: Yeah, Balzi, it was uh, it was it was a great tournament again for you. Team Sask, and uh, once again showed the sort of dominance on the on the football front, and, and what a great opportunity Carter got named to the staff. They have a mentor position for coaches under 30, I think, and uh, Carter got selected, and uh, he got to go through the paces, and and I think he has a pretty bright future of uh, coaching ahead of him, and uh, he's just uh, signed on with uh, Regina Rams as a coach, so I get to coach with him. Uh, this fall, and so he and I get to coach uh, Bennett. So the three of us are together, and Cheryl only has one team to cheer for now.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's good. She only has one team to cheer for, and uh, that's cool. You and your two sons, what's that feel like?
7: That's uh, really cool, actually. What an opportunity, and uh, we're uh, we're excited. We we work well together. He coaches. He has a very similar style to me. He's a little more animated than I am, but uh, he uh, he's a, he is a really good coach. And and uh, he and Craig Dickinson have, have talked about a future in the pros and and that kind of stuff, so uh, I hope that works out for him, Uh, but he loves it, and he's having fun with it, so that's the most important thing.
2: Well, the real reason I called is uh, the terrible news that uh, we uh, found out yesterday. Kelly Hamilton, longtime RMF executive, uh, passing away after a a tough battle with cancer. It was something that uh, had, went away, came back, and I didn't know it had come back, to be quite honest with you, Jeff. He had kept it pretty quiet.
7: Yeah, it was uh, really tragic news. Um, At some point, it became uh, just news you were expecting. At some point, Kelly was fighting really hard. um, But uh, if you ever talked to him, you talked to him on the phone, you'd think there was nothing wrong because his spirits were so high. Uh, He was he was beating this, but uh, unfortunately, cancer got the best of him. Uh, It's a it's a tragic loss for for all of us. Uh, Us at RMF, Kelly was uh, present, the president of the team. Of the org- sorry, the organization since uh, about 2001. Um, I took over in 2019, uh, not because of the illness, uh, more just Kelly was focused on being a board member and doing the equipment and stuff, but um, just a great loss for, for all of us uh, at our mass loss of the football community. Uh, Kelly, you know, was instrumental in my boys' football careers and yours and and you know just anyone that has been around football knows kelly hamilton and uh there's no better there was no better person uh he was always very uh cheery and optimistic and friendly and helpful and and uh he's just a sort of a gentle giant and he's going to be missed and the football community is is certainly grieving now and uh and I'm part of that for sure.
2: Yeah, you uh, you don't replace a guy like Kelly Hamilton. You know, you're, you you pull up as a coach like I used to do, be the the coach, the parent, the coach, and uh, you bring your pickup truck, and he helps you load the equipment, and it really was a labor of love. And uh, you know, guys like yourself, but Len Antonini, Kelly Hamilton, if we don't have those two guys, the dynamic duo, we don't have a libel field like we do right now.
7: No, for sure. Uh, Kelly and, and Len were they were the dynamic duo, and. They built Libel Field. They built uh, the, the beautiful facility. They grew, you know, football from about probably 250 registered kids uh, when they took over the program to, you know, what's, you know, 1,800, 2,000 kids participating in different levels, whether it's, you know, mighty mites to, some, you know, pee wee to U16, to uh, so the players now, you know, guys like Josh Haggerty are playing the pros like. Kelly Hamilton would have given him his equipment when he was nine years old. And, um, that was one of my favorite things being a coach at our math is the equipment pickup because you got to spend 15, 20 minutes with Kelly as you loaded up equipment and you shook your hand, wished you luck and if anything you need and come see him. And he was just that guy. And, uh, and if anything came up during the season, he was there to help. And, uh, so that's, that's going to be missing. And we're, we're not going to be able to replace that, uh, as a community but uh, we're all going to have to fill in a little bit
2: you guys uh it's it's early in the process obviously but plans in the works to honor him i sure hope the riders uh, do something for him at the football game here this saturday but do you yourself have uh, a way to honor him maybe permanently out there at liable field
7: yeah there's there's definitely we 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 did not discuss that um while kelly was going through the process and we will hope that things are going to, we're going to work out. Um, uh, we, have a, we have a board meeting on Thursday and that'll be part of the discussions. We, you know, this is not something that we have to race into immediately, um, but we'll, we'll get, get on it. And, you know, there's, whatever we do, it's not going to be enough because, you know, Kelly is, uh, you know, very influential in everything that we did and, and that habit that we have now. And so uh, we're, we're going to be working like heck just to, sort of keep the lights on and and try to, you know, fill in the gaps uh, where we can. Uh, But we will certainly, I can promise you, we will do something as an organization that uh, at least somewhat appropriately uh, recognizes his contribution on a permanent basis.
2: Jeff Stusek, to the point where RMF now is probably the envy of every uh, Canadian city in terms of minor football.
7: Yes. Uh, Yeah, for sure. He like he built this. Uh, he and Len built this, and the two of them, um, you know, like a married couple. They, <laughs> Len would say, Kelly Kelly decides what we want to buy, and Len had to go raise the money to do it. And and uh, Kelly did things. He he wasn't extravagant, and but he had a vision. He and Len had a vision for the program, and I think I think quite frankly, the two of them exceeded even what they could imagine, and uh, where we're at today, and. Like you said, it's the envy of of every minor football program in Canada. I've been around Canada, Saskatoon is really damn good um, mm-hmm. as well. But I think they're building on our vision and on Kelly and Len's uh, vision. I think, and that's honoring Kelly. Now, that's not a competitive thing; it's an honor thing. And so that's why that's why we win U18 like in Saskatchewan. There's we get kids that are used to the program and used to football and loving football and every other province uh, envies what we have besides
2: i don't know how you'll uh how you're going to remember kelly hamilton but i'll remember kelly hamilton this way uh big uh gentle giant though always uh, always looking good always looking younger than his age and i asked him for a piece of advice when i was first coaching the young kids and he said All you got to do is make them love football and want to play the next year. If you do that, then you've done your job. I thought that was a great piece of advice. And he really got it, didn't
7: he? Yeah, absolutely. Kelly wasn't, what was funny about Kelly is he wasn't into the, into the schemes. Like the guy was a good football player and and played for a little bit in the pros. Um, But, uh, and he was, he was a remarkable junior football player. Um, but he wasn't a scheme guy. He wouldn't tell you if they're running a 4-3 with a cover three behind or, uh, you know, what kind of offensive schemes guys are running. He didn't care about that. He cared about kids having fun. He cared about smiles. And um, and he dealt with parents that he didn't think, you know, were aligned to that. And uh, he, he didn't care if a certain team won year after year after year. He was there to make sure kids keep coming back. And football is a is a game for all types and uh he he made sure that happened and i i think he he was he was just what the program needed as it was as it was growing and uh you know look what he's built
3: yeah for
2: sure jeff thanks for your time man and uh now we all remember kelly hamilton finally thanks
7: bud thank you michael have a good one
2: Show brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries. Text line for Capital Ford Lincoln, 936 Zinger, we still have 12 t-shirts. Wait, a uh, wake you up over there? Sorry. Oh, man. Sorry, Zinger. We're Did, back. We're back. Didn't okay. mean to make you work. What are our, what's our shirt count at now? Do we got any more?
3: Hey, we actually got a lot more coming. I got a call from Dennis. He yeah. wants a 3XL. Dennis does. Yeah, and we got a text from Bradley. Yeah. He wants a shirt. Yeah. Uh we got a text in from Matt and Moose Jaw saying, put me down for a large and an extra large. I'm right on the line. Right over here a moose jaw. I don't know what that means, but I like I've it. I that like means. it. Uh oh and uh Um, Jordy and Celty. Yeah, he wants a shirt as well. So, like, we're we're getting up there. We're
2: Luke's not in on the inside here. We okay. So what are are we
0: talking? What shirts are we talking about? Okay,
2: well, we're making shirts. We're gonna have. We call our listeners shareholders, the Sports cage shareholders. So we're making shirts.
0: That's a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, speaking from somebody with experience. Yeah. Um, you do not want be sitting in boston pizza with cresinda yeah. yeah and have good old larry stroll up to you <laughs> yeah and say hey hey you know i'm your boss hey, you know why i'm a shareholder i'm a shareholder i'm a shareholder uh, that because because that happened all the time with the writers you know because yeah. they're public shares dude i i would get like literally someone would come sit up and be like they would be one too many fish bowls in. Well, Zinger, and they Zinger, would be Zinger, like, "Yo, I'm your boss," and Zinger, I'm like, "No, you're not."
2: Zinger owns two public shares of the Packers. Did you know that he is? Like I know, the, I know. He's
0: That's... an owner of the Green Bay Packers. He's the only person that willingly lost money on an investment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, no work. I don't care what Luke says. I'm no, going to hey,
0: go Well, now that you said that, though, I'm getting a shirt. Yeah, yeah I, I know you 3X, have I want a three X. Okay, we'll yeah. get it done. Me well, and Dennis. Well,
2: well, here's what I. Here's the idea I had. We, we We put a price tag on the shirt, which I haven't determined because it's just it, I just formulated the idea in my mind. Yeah. no, with no real business plan, yeah. but part of the proceeds will go to a charity
0: oh that's perfect
2: and then the, the, then then they pay for just the cost of the shirt, and the proceed part of the proceeds go to charity
0: yeah, the margin's pretty steep, I mean you could probably get them in bulk for like. I don't know, nine bucks. I mean, if you're only putting shareholder on yeah, there and, yeah. and a Sports logo. Cage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might get a, a so nine I'll tell bucks. You what, and... So I'll
2: tell you what. What we'll do is we'll we'll get the shirts made up, and I'll give the money to the, the Saskatchewan chapter of the Red Cross, and you give it to whoever needs it. That's a great well, let's idea. Talk that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Come on. Let's shake. Let's
0: shake no, like a no, superpower. I, 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 I want to go. I, I, uh... you, don't, you don't do a business bump. <laughs> you do a shake. All right. I was just going to say what? that I've got experience on the business side of these t-shirts, <laughs> so I, I can handle the market. Okay, yeah, good. Let's go. Good, good. All right. Okay.
2: Here we go. Let's get to the power rankings, Luke. Oh. I know. Okay. So I've gone. I've, I've listed these off. You <sighs> tell me if you agree. There's no doubting Winnipeg's number one. They are number one. They, they've shown it. They are three number wins one. in 12 days. They, they are number one. And you know what
0: it is about them? Dare I say they're the best coached team in the league? Here, here's the problem with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is that this year was the year that we the league might have been able to jump on yeah. early, yeah. right? And they, they could have, but they're out to such a start. And what's been most impressive to me is the fact that they've won the games mm-hmm. in grind them out fashion. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be as impressed with them if they were beating everybody 20 because you you'd give credit to the you'd you say oh well yeah. the other team didn't come to play. These are teams that there's been no team that hasn't given them a tough game and they've they've dealt with the adversity and they've ended up top on top every time. I'm impressed.
2: Yeah, yeah, so Calgary's number two. They had a chance to beat Winnipeg, but the receivers couldn't catch a football, let alone a bus. Calgary like, is definitely number two. They're number two. Okay. And then I think everybody else is trailing. Now, I put the Riders at three okay. and the Toronto Argonauts at four. Zinger put the Argos at three and the Riders at four. So
0: we're just going to... We're not going to acknowledge the BC lines. Oh sorry, that's what I meant. Debrish. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. I meant BC's at 3. Yeah, BC's, BC's at <laughs> 3. Sure. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. I okay. skipped that. They yeah. were off. I forgot about them. They're yeah. off. We'll learn a lot about them because Hamilton's coming in on a short week, cross country, mm-hmm. but tro- uh, Hamilton's got a bit of uh momentum now. So yeah. I got BC 3. I put Saskatchewan 4, Toronto 5. Zinger had them the other way around. How do you have it?
0: I would Definitely put Toronto four, just because. Ooh. Well, Toronto beat them. I mean, yeah, right? I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't in my right mind say. The team that just beats you is not as good is not better than you. Yeah, they are, but, right? but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think that as soon as Saskatchewan handles business this week, they yeah. go back above. Okay, them, right. One, the, but right now, I mean, Toronto won the football game. But I look so at
2: I, it that it was a mirage because the Riders had
0: the Riders had that game in hand with a short staff and probably still should have won the game. True, they should have won, but they didn't. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of games that Toronto has been in this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they the the week before they should have won that game if beating. Yeah doesn't lose his mind, right? So, yeah. so again, I, I would put just, but specifically only because they beat the Raptors in touchdown Atlantic. Okay. The
2: Raptors. The Raptors. The Riders, yeah. <laughs> okay, so,
0: so Zinger and Luke have the
2: Argos at four and I have the Riders at four. So that's our difference. Okay, at number six, Hamilton. Or do you put Edmonton ahead of Hamilton?
0: I'm putting Edmonton ahead of Hamilton. Okay, just based on the fact that they have two more wins than you thought they'd have at this point? Hamilton is the team that they thought they were. Right? Like after training camp during the offseason, Hamilton was like, Yeah, this is our roster. It's a great roster. We got a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they're where they are. Yeah. Edmonton came into this year being like, Man, we're not going to win a game until week 12 because we, we have to rebuild this entire thing. It's a, it's a cluster dump. Let's, yeah. let's, let's tear it down again, hmm. rebuild it. The fact that they've won two games, they're ahead of schedule. Okay. Period. So okay. I, I actually put Edmonton above them because Edmonton is the team that's overachieving at this point. Hamilton is drastically underachieving.
2: Okay, so so just to recap, I got 1 2 Lucas 1 2 Winnipeg Calgary. We both have BC 3. Lucas has Toronto 4 and Saskatchewan 5. I have it Saskatchewan 4 Toronto 5. You have Edmonton 6 and Hamilton 7. I have Edmonton 7 and Hamilton 6. Montreal at 8
0: or Ottawa at 8. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Both of them are. Both of them are twelve. Yeah, yeah. Both of them are twelve. Yeah. Both of them are. I would probably put. I would probably put. Um, I would probably put oof, that's tough. I would probably put Ottawa ahead of okay. Montreal, only because I like that coaching staff more than okay. I like the than I okay. like the Machocha led.
2: Okay, and I I, I had Montreal. Uh, Montreal at 8 just because of their record, and mm-hmm. they beat Saskatchewan. By the yeah. way, Saskatchewan holds the dubious distinction of being the only West team to lose to the yeah, East. exactly. Right. Twice, 13-2 and two the West, and that's, that's the record. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I say Montreal is a, a, a kitchen fire inside of a dumpster fire. Yeah. But speaking of hot, the only reason Paul police has a job is because of the coaching cap restrictions now. Like, you can't just fire a coach. At, you know what I mean? Yeah. They should fire him and just let Bob Dice run it the rest of the year. That, that's what they should do. Well, He's I, not a
0: head coach. Bobby Dice or Mike Benavides. You guy, got, yeah, that's right. Like you, that's got right. A lot of, you got a lot of experience there. Yeah. I mean, they missed the boat on Kahari, but I understand why they didn't jump at Kahari, right? Yeah. Just because. But again, I mean, the excuses, you can't make any excuses for the... And that's why, you know, the the panel and everybody I know they lie. Lapo's their boy and if he got fired today he'd be he back there be working with TSN doing some breakdown of some film yeah. the next day right yeah. him and Barker they yeah. love them I don't know what they're doing but they love him yeah. right so so those are their boys but yeah like there 's no excuse, Ever, literally Sean Burke, what a great job Sean Burke did by the way. He gave brought everything in tons of talent, yeah, yeah. they look com- they, they were completely overhauled, and this isn 't an Edmonton overhaul with with guys that are aren 't mm-hmm. involved in the CFL first timers right playing together for the first time. These are veterans that have that have been successful in the league, and they 're down there. Right and 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 when Ottawa came here, they were, everybody was bragging about. Oh man, Paul Applebee's did a great job jelling the team. You should have turned, you took him to the movies twice at training camp. Yeah, that's not going to win championships. Going to the movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they they're clearly not clicking. And I don't care how early it is in the season. Again, Edmonton right now is overachieving, and Hamilton and Ottawa are just. Absolutely, they should be their their entire stakeholder board, whatever. They should be totally. Well, you talked
2: about Burke. It's like Burke. Burke got bought all these awesome ingredients for a gourmet meal, and he good got it in the kitchen. And Paul La Police went, uh, but, but 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 I only know how to fry bologna. I can only fry bologna and cook um, mac yeah, with a little bit of cheese. I
0: don't know what it is. I think that I think that, you know, with with a guy like Lapo, it's an either or thing. Like either you want to be a head coach of the OC. You're not equipped to do both. 100%. There's no successful mm-hmm. example of you doing both. Right? Right? Some guys can run the classroom and some guys can
2: organize the yeah, desk.
0: Yeah. And and you know what? And that's the, that's where it, that's where it, what comes down to hey, do your job or be best at what your role is, mm-hmm. right? I don't I just don't think Paul Lapalise's role is a dual is a dual coach that's capable and has the capacity to run an offensive scheme. His offensive scheme isn't good enough to begin with, mm-hmm. right? So why why put all the pressure on him of running the offensive scheme as well as the entire team? Uh, we're gonna take a break, but I gotta say one thing: how
2: how the hell did you and I, the best broadcast crew in our booth,
0: just just ask? Well, us. in our booth, in the the LA, booth. yeah, right. okay. You, you, so
2: how the hell did you and I? Miss
0: the Duke thing. Like I was trying to keep well, us on the air. Well, here, okay? here's the thing. So you were working hard. Yeah. It was it was plus thirty-two. <laughs> you were busting your tail because the setup there was wasn't wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah, it Granted, they they did their th- best they with bet. what they had. Yeah. So kudos. I thought touchdown Atlantic, once we got the Wolf, I thought that was fantastic. Once we got the wolf Phil, yes. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I thought that wow, like yeah. this is it. Anyway, so it was plus thirty two, you're busting your tail. Yeah. Right. And your bougie color commentator. Mm. Was sitting in that's the air conditioned that's me. That the sitting in the air conditioned lounge, yeah. talking with Murray McCormick yeah. over uh Broadwurst. Yeah. And 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 not paying attention to what was going but on. But you did bring warm-up.
2: me a meal, so that's okay. Well, you did you, do that.
0: Well, because you were working hard, right? Yeah. And I didn't want you to miss because because so folks, for context, while Bosley was setting everything up, yeah. that was the only time they were going to give us the media meal. Yeah. So I didn't want the guy to go from like what was it when we got there eleven? Yeah. Till till six. Not good that for time. a diabetic. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, like. But I heard I heard rumors that I Richt- don't know how we missed it either.
2: Well, I heard Richardson not a rumor. He crossed midfield and he. Th- threw his helmet
0: I heard he threw his helmet at Duke first I know I, I I've heard that too I, I've heard that he was the he was the aggressor yeah in the whole thing but it's crazy uh, and then guys flashing signs on the sidelines it was crazy <laughs> oh my we saw a dude flashing gang signs on the sideline I couldn't believe it I know dude from Toronto he wasn't even dressed <laughs> I know can you imagine like literally I could not fathom myself I've been injured before in the Canadian Football League The last thing I wanted to do was get anywhere close to the sideline and especially talk trash, right? Like, man, you're not dressed. Either you're hurt or you're not good enough. That guy was clearly not one of the guys that wasn't good enough, though, right? He's lucky he's even on the trip. I couldn't believe he was sitting there flashing gang signs. That's the least. You want to know how I know you're not in a gang? If you do that. (laughs) That's how I know you're not in a
2: gang. We're going to take a break and be back with Glenn Suter in a moment here on 620 CKRM. All right, welcome to press coverage. Whenever you have this guy on, Glenn Suter, it is brought to you by Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. Now, I can't go on talking sports and anything like that. Like, sports is great for championships and it's great for uh, achievements and everything like that, athleticism, uh, but sports is also great. And mainly great for the friendships and the people you meet. And that's what you miss most when you leave the game. Glenn has said that in the past. You've said that, Luke. Mm-hmm. One of our friends died yesterday, yeah. Kelly Hamilton, uh, a guy that was a firefighter in this town long before you were a member of this community. He was a guy that whenever TSN came into town was a spotter along with uh, Le- Len Antonini. Top and shelf. he was a guy that was a president of the gem of minor football in this country the Regina minor football league president but my favorite thing about being a parent coach was the very kickoff to the year when you when you hauled your SUV or your pickup truck and you loaded all that equipment with another dad and you talked to Kelly Hamilton for 10 or 15 minutes he passed yesterday from cancer I just want to get a thought from you on him
0: Oh man, I, I Kelly was awesome, man. Um, and, and the things that him and Len Antonini have accomplished uh, are are great because you're right. I, I truly believe, and I've seen a lot of minor football league programs in Ontario and across Canada. I think RMF is is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, and the resources that Kelly's been able to uh, to to get for um, the youth in this province, um, and the youth in Regina, um, uh, and the advocacy that he's that he's continued, that he continued to to push for for the game um he was just an incredible person incredible stakeholder um i I didn't know him really really well we every time i talked with him though and passed uh we we had a really great conversation um you know he he actually me and him had a run-in when i was first started to coach the rmf and it was totally my fault like we literally and he handled it with such class i was i was really really mad i'll tell you one day but i was really really mad i was upset at what was happening and uh, and kelly just let me let me be mad for a while and then he when I, once I calmed down, he approached me, he talked me through everything, and man, I was actually left that that day feeling really embarrassed for how mad I had gotten because Kelly was such a cool dude, and from that day on, man, me and him every time we saw each other it was uh it was it was a great conversation, and he's a football guy, so um you yeah. know to his family and his friends yeah, and you know we're praying for your strength yeah. and and you know I can't imagine how gutted Len is as well
2: Glenn, I know you know who Kelly uh, Hamilton is, and Kelly Hamilton stands for what I know you're happy about or and support. League uh yeah. amateur football and creating uh creating a great atmosphere for kids to learn and enjoy this game.
8: Yeah, it really is. It's uh you know, well said, Luke. I mean I don't know how I can express, you know, the same sort of feelings any better than that. Just um, you know, a, a guy that, uh, he, I, I, I remember having many, many, many conversations with, with Kelly because Kelly and Lenny were all obviously, uh, our drivers and, and part of our staff and spotters in the booth for so many years at TSN. And, you know, every great cup we would go and, and Kelly would, you know, pick us up wherever we were. And, and on every one of those trips, we would talk about minor football. We would talk about the kids and you know over the last 24 hours i've been thinking you know i don't remember a time when kelly brought up anything about what he wanted anything about you know what what you know he needed in his life it was always about what other people needed in their life and what he could do to help them i mean that's his background that's who he was it was the you know the firefighter and the and the uh you know just volunteering hour upon hour I went and and did a uh um a tour of Liable Field and of course him and Lenny you know they were the they were the uh the guys behind building that and and he was he was just bursting with pride showing me the shoulder pads and the helmets and explaining how many kids were playing amateur football and how important it was and the passion in the game and the virtues of the game and how we're creating young leaders and you know, that's that's who he was, and he, he will be missed, deeply missed.
2: Yeah, so this is a good story I got from Kevin Mortensen on Facebook mm-hmm. on one of my uh, posts. He said, I'll never forget Kelly and Len coming to do weigh-ins in 2008 in Estevan for the Little minor players. That mm-hmm. was the name of the team. And the Little Miners would step on the scale, and either Len or Kelly would go behind them and put one of their f- uh, feet on the scales to make the kids <laughs> overweight. And you should have seen the look on the kids' faces. It was priceless. Uh, so, I mean, that's just one thing. And I, I was, I relayed this story. I I had coached, uh, I had helped r- the Regina Rams out with their camps. I had coached high school football after I was done high school and playing for the Rams, but I had never coached young kids as a parent mm-hmm. parent coach. And I said to Kelly, what, you got any pieces of advice for me, man? And he said, the only thing you need to do as as the coach of this team the 9 10 11 year olds is make them love the game make them love the game and want to play next year if you get them to the next year then you're a winner and you've done your job and that's all and you know that great piece of advice and uh really was a guy that didn't care about wins or losses we care about wins or losses in professional football we're six games through the year and uh luke you did something great on twitter you were you were already working on the uh one hour bus ride from Wolfville to halifax yeah. and uh, you put this on twitter so i'll get glenn to weigh in with you too and your thoughts you had the uh, defense b plus first off can you uh, yeah. expand on that <clears throat> and then i'll get glenn to in
0: I think they're an A plus defense. I think they're one of the best in the league. Um, I think that though the the Toronto game and the Edmonton game um, are really good examples of their only gap, and their only gap is and this is a this is a gap that every team has to deal with. So it's not even a bad gap, but. When they have to go into their injury situation and put guys around, mm-hmm. they totally deviate from what's be- what makes them a great defense, right? Shivers and Shivers, you know, it, a lot of me thinks that they should, right? When you have new guys in different positions, you can't be as aggressive. You can't call, you know, for instance, you can't call the, the man defenses that you want. They they primarily played zone against Toronto, yeah, right. Um, they, they used some safeties because McLeod Bethel Thompson started, right? They didn't want to get beat, so you know they gave him a two deep look, three deep look. I, that's not them. So when because they're not as healthy as they can be, right, or, or as they wish they would be, I give them a B plus because they're still a great defense. It's just you know I would love for Shivers to have the trust in them to just continue to be him and them, even though they are in their two three deep uh, mode. Glenn, your thoughts?
5: Yeah, I,
8: it's a it's a great assessment because you know I think if you're a, a B to an A plus, depending on the health of your unit. Then you are then you are a championship caliber team, and you know if if the lowest you drop is B plus when you're banged up, you know when when you don't have AC Leonard, uh, you know you don't have Pete Robertson who was off to such a great start, and I'll put in Garrett Marino as well. Mm-hmm. You don't Mike Mike Adam has to move to halfback. Roland Mc uh, Milligan is out and is probably your best DB. He and Nick Marshall to start the season and he can't go last second scratch and you have to do all that juggling and add uh Blaise Brown who, you know, played well but is in his first game and you and and you give him a B plus on on all of those changes with all those changes considered, then you're a championship caliber defense. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So yeah. I, I like the scale B plus to A plus. When you're healthy, you're an A plus. When you're not, you're a B plus. That's championship level.
2: You know, you mentioned a name on your on your Twitter chain there that was you said you said the ability to change the game at all levels. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's thinking Sankey. Maybe you said no. Mike Adam
0: well, Adam, right? Yeah. Uh, Adam's been a, uh, Adam's been playing really, really well. He doesn't have the stats, but man, like you can see it out there, man. That guy's that guy is leading them. in How in all about phases. how about six foot, two
2: hundred and twenty six pounder, Larry Dean? I mm-hmm. didn't appreciate yeah. how good Larry Dean was. I knew he was good, but when he's not in your team, yeah. you don't pay attention as much because you get him once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. 31 tackles three special teams tackles uh yeah an interception like this guy this is a great story
0: well and that's why i said they've got the ability to impact the game on every level because yeah. their defensive line can play they can they can get sacks they can cause fumbles their yeah. linebackers are great they can they can pick the ball they can and they're secondary same thing yeah. right like they can turn so all three levels in that defense can change the game at a at a drop of a dime
2: yeah okay so uh, one other one that he had here uh glenn uh, and we'll get to luke second but i'll go to you first Luke had the Ryder special teams at a D plus and it's a D plus because of Brett Lothar and how well he's been. Otherwise it could be a lot worse. And I can't say I totally disagree with him. Your thoughts.
8: Well, I don't know. I, I think that's a little harsh, although there's been some big returns and I think that's, you know, that's probably where the, you know, the grade has dropped that drastically. Um, you know, I, I think there's, first of all, there's too many penalties on the returns, too many times when the riders get their return and could actually be balancing out that field position balance, uh, battle, and they get penalties on it. And, again, that's still such a monster issue for them. But Brett Lother has played well enough to, I would say, keep him in that C area. Um, you know, but they got to be better on the cover teams for sure. And, you know, that sometimes is personnel as well. You know, when yeah. as Luke knows, you you start losing line, uh, DBs and, and guys that are covering those kicks. Backup linebackers have to now start, things like that. Um, that's where you can get a little thin and, and mistakes happen. But uh, no excuses. They have to be better there for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I graded them hard on this, and this is why. Um, for the last three years, this, this has been the most consistent part of the team. Mm-hmm. Special teams coverage units specifically and um, and, and they they need I, I would expect them to still be the most consistent part of the team the way they 've done so uh, but but suits is right, the penalties really went into it as well, but again, um where were they to where they are now and and that goes that that i really yeah. you know we 're used to really seeing them. Being like the part that nobody ever worries about, right? Mm -hmm. Like you went into a game last year, the 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 two seasons before that, because we missed the year of COVID, and you were never worried about special teams. You were actually looking forward to them. And those special and
2: those special teams beat kill kill them in the stamps in the West semifinal to get us to the final. When we come back, more grades with Glenn Suter and Luke Molitor. I'm not grading them. They're grading the riders, and I'm just here as kind of the facilitator. This is press coverage with Glenn Suter for Quality Tire
3: on 620 CK. The Sports Cage podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism, advocating for Saskatchewan's older people for 30 years. SKSeniorsMechanism.ca. All right, it's 5:50. With your sports ticker, it's for Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling. They're hiring. Starting salary for service tax is 75,000 plus signing bonus. You can give them a call at 781-2090. The Red Sox and Mavericks were rained out on Monday night. And the game has been moved to this coming Monday in what will be a two-game, seven-inning doubleheader. The Sox start up a four-game Alberta road swing tonight. First stop is Brooks, Alberta for two games, one tonight, one tomorrow, followed by a trip to Edmonton on Thursday, and then uh, off to Fort McMurray on Friday. So that's uh, today's Red Sox report for Kevin's Marine. Ballsy.
2: Also, Football Canada and the CFLPA have formed a partnership aimed at growing the game in Canada. The three-year deal will focus on the sports growth, learning, and safety opportunities and is designed to foster football development and growth in Canada over the next three years. Uh, The governing body for amateur football will conduct uh, free one-day non-contact forums during football weekend in Canada between September 16th and 18th in conjunction with the CFLPA just uh, stay tuned for dates, times, and locations to be announced in August. Continuing press coverage for Quality Tire with Glenn Suter and Luke Molitor. Hey, I'm going to ask you this question, both of you, before we get to the offensive grades here, Luke, that you gave out. Uh, Glenn, should the rider... Like, the rider should they got to find a way to get Cody to play through to the bye week. Don't they highest paid player face of the franchise leader? Yeah. If you can get on the field, you got to try to get him on the field, right? We were told yesterday he's 50 50. How do you feel about that? Or do you think they should rest him?
8: Yeah, I, I think the, the doctors and Cody are the ones that have to sort of make that final call. But, um, i i would be leaning towards resting him at this stage i really would uh, you know i first of all you know mason Fines is there for a reason and he made the team and is number two for a reason you believe in him you've got as we've already talked about a b-plus to a-plus defense which gives you a chance in every game and keeps it close in every game or should you know and you improve your special teams and then have the rest of the offense Pick up the slack. I you know, I I think as you get down the stretch and you and you head towards Labor Day, a healthy Cody Fajardo taking you into that back half is super important. And I, I don't know. I every time he got up he limped more. I think he's been really gutting it out. He's probably not telling us how hurt he really is and how much pain he's really going through. And so I would be leaning towards wrestling him. I I disagree, Balzi, I'd lean toward resting him.
0: Luke? Oh, well, you know, here's the problem here's the problem I have. I I I I played with Darian Durant. Um and I, I really don't remember people saying, "Hey, we should rest Darian Durant." Right? Hmm. Um so me personally and the other prob the other the other sort of thing that I've got here is I don't know if the difference between at this point, like yeah, I get it, right? Like he clearly is hurt, and but you've got to you've got to do. There there has to be an honest assessment with the dot, just like Glenn said. If there's an honest assessment and said, hey, this is this is some, but if this is something that you, you can play through, I feel like he should play through it. And one of the reasons why is exactly is exactly I, I don't know. Like if there was a a humongous difference between Cody Fajardo and Mason Fine, right on the field right now. Like I'd be like, yeah, absolutely, you need him, right? But like, man, like right now, I mean, you know, like I just, I feel like this is a quarterback that 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 could probably play through some things. But that's just how I feel, and I don't know the man's pain. I don't know the man's mm-hmm. pain threshold. But I just, I always have trouble with that conversation because I know that nobody ever said, hey, we should rest Darian Durant, and this is now, a guy. You're,
8: you're right, you're right, Luke. But let let me add this. Let me add this because I, I, you know, you're you're right, and and I think you know, anytime you have a player you know i remember bobby Jurison coming up to me one time when i had a rib injury and he goes you're playing you're starting tonight when i was (laughs) talking to the you know when i was talking to the doctors
5: and and
8: and trying to to assess we were both trying to assess with the head coach at the time whether or not i should go and he walked in the room and went you're starting at safety tonight (laughs) that's awesome and i just went well i guess that's the answer and and i went and played so that's what you're kind of talking about. Is that he, he's banged up, everybody's banged up. You you gut it out. That's that's how this game goes and and you know, I I think but I think if you talk to Cody about it, he would say the same thing. And and that's why you, you and I both know players lie.
0: Yeah, you got to protect I mean, we, them we we will
8: flat out lie to the training staff and we'll lie to the coaches. We'll say we're fine. Fair enough. And and, and you'll say no, I I can go. I'm good. Because your teammates are are saying exactly what you just said about, you know, if he can go, we got to have him in there. So that you've got to protect players sometimes against themselves, almost from themselves, because you know that's where you step in as a doctor and a head coach and say, look, you, you're a warrior. We love you, but rest, get it right. And there's a bye coming up when, two weeks. They got they got one, two more, and then the bye, right? Right. So two more and then the bye, Go 500 there. Not too much damage done. I mean, worst case scenario. Obviously, you want to win every game. But you go 500 there, you get them back healthy in three weeks. If, in you know going into week four, so four weeks of rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
8: I, I mean, I, I think you 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 have to start thinking about protecting him against himself a little bit.
2: All right, quickly, we got two minutes left before we have to let Glenn go. Here, uh, offense, you gave him a C minus, Luke. Quickly, your synopsis there.
0: Yeah, and that was being generous. Um, the only, I mean, statistically coming into this Toronto game, they were actually doing decent. Yeah, yeah. They were an average offense, right? They were starting to improve. Um, but red again, zone problems. Yeah, but yeah, red zone problems. But again, like you know, it's, it's got to be better. Um, I, I think that the C minus was was based on like the I think the wide receivers are outstanding and running. I think backs. they're a great group, and I think the r- running backs, including the fullbacks, are mm-hmm. top shelf right now. Mm-hmm. So that that offset the, the grade a little bit, but yeah, it's got to be better up front. Um, period, and you know the decision making at the quarterback position also has to be a little bit better.
2: How about uh, you? Do you agree to the C minus, uh, Glenn Suter, for the offense?
8: Well, let me let me let me do some math here, and I would say Kean Schaefer Baker, A, uh, run game with Jamal Morrow, B plus, and pushing an A, um, passing game overall probably C minus overall. Uh, some big plays because Schaefer Baker is making some big plays after the ball's in his hands on some of those five-yard crossers and things like that. So, you know, when I when when you do the math and you average it out, I don't know where's that C C plus somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, lot lot of room to grow there. You know, and and they need more out of Duke. And I you know I I know that he's had his issues here, and and we'll we'll see what the league says about what happened, but. You know, I, I think just, I, I like his edge, we've all talked about that, but there's also a line here where, where he's got to just, just focus in. You know, just focus in, just be a 120-yard guy a game, that's it. You know, yeah. enough of the other stuff. Be a 120-yard guy a game, period.
2: Yeah, and and Glenn weighed in on the coaching uh, last time, saying coach has to tidy things up. Uh, he's walking a fine line here. You had him at C minus here with thirty <clears throat> seconds or less. You're saying discipline's on him yeah, right it's now. It's been
0: the same thing for the last two, three seasons. It's yeah. discipline. And this is and right now, you know, um, it, it's I, you you're going to be able to um, at the end of the year say, hey, I know why the riders didn't li- win a championship. And right now, one of the reasons, one of the first reasons you're going to say is discipline. That's a coaching issue. And when it's consistent, it's a coaching issue. And when it doesn't change, it's a coaching issue, right? And you can spin it any way you want, right? But uh, mm-hmm. but but it comes down to coaching. Thirty seconds or less for
2: you, Glenn, to wrap it up on that note. Yeah,
8: I, I think he's really close to having to make you know uh, an even stronger statement in the release of a of a name player or or the trade of a name player. Uh, I mean, I just I don't really see if if the guys aren't going to get it done. You know, within the room, you know, because sometimes that happens despite your coach. He could say whatever he wants, but you can take care of business in the room. And if, if they're not going to do that and still do the pushing and shoving after every whistle, you know, again, uh, it's, it, you know, Luke, it's not tough. I mean, explain explain to the young football player listening right now that it's not tough to punch a guy when the whistle's yeah. blown.
0: Absolutely. First of right. all,
8: you break your hand. Second of all, you look like a spoiled brat. Third of all, it's not tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to win the ball when the when the play is, is being run. That's what's tough. Absolutely
2: yeah. right. All right, guys, thanks. We're out of time. We'll talk to you on Thursday, suits. <coughs> Sounds good, guys. Take Have care. A good one. Take care and th- Luke, thank you for your time, my friend. We'll be back with more of the sports cage after the six news on six twenty CKRM wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Still to come, pick the score. We'll make the call out in a couple of minutes for you to call in, pick the score, win tickets to the game, chance to win a gift card from Sastel, and a chance to win a sweet experience at Mosaic in 2023. This show is brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries, the main fundraiser for over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation group, groups. Doesn't this make you sick, man? So, Hockey Canada has maintained a fund paid through your hockey registration to pay for uninsured liabilities that may come up across Canada under the Hockey Canada banner, including sexual abuse claims. The sports national body has come under intense scrutiny Since news of an alleged sexual assault following a 2018 gala in London, Ontario, involving eight identified players, including members of that year's world junior team, and subsequent settlement broke in May. None of the allegations have been proven in court. So, they've got a fund through the big-time hockey fees that you pay. A portion of it goes into a slush fund so that they can pay for stuff like that. Isn't that sickening? People are working three jobs so their kids can play hockey just so some of the money can go to a slush fund for Hockey Canada. That organization better not see any more taxpayers' money ever again. And you should be ashamed to sponsor Hockey Canada. At least for right now. That's embarrassing. Anyway, let's talk some football. That's my favorite sport anyway. I like hockey, but I like football. I like Regina Thunder football. Let's head out to the Western Pizza hotline and speak with our friend, Scott McCauley, their head coach. Hi, Scott. Hey, how's it going today? Good, buddy. Your kids, Matt and Chase, did they play hockey?
6: They they did play hockey, but this year they uh, did not. They concentrated on throwing some weights around and, playing some selects football yeah and you uh, took
2: your kids on like a a college tour like you went down you were uh, as part of it you saw my son at UND but you guys like went to Wisconsin or wherever you traveled around tell me about that tour what was the what was the idea behind that just a father-son trip because you guys all love football
6: yeah pretty much like we were going down to San Antonio to play with the uh, selects and then uh, with that you know we thought that we'd make a trip out of it because you know when you're coaching junior football and stuff you're not at home as much and that'd be a great way to spend some time with the boys and make some memories
2: yeah before we uh get to uh the thunder and training camps coming up and another great season in store uh you know him, i know him. Everybody in football in this town knows him. Kelly Hamilton passing away yesterday after a tough battle with cancer. The president of RMF, a guy that uh, no doubt gave equipment to you and you and RMF coach to give to your kids and other people's kids. Just your thoughts on Kelly Hamilton, the man, the football guy, everything.
6: Kelly's definitely going to be missed. He's uh, one of those guys that when he walked into the room, you you noticed him, he had uh, that big presence, but the thing is that he brought a lot of positive energy to the room and definitely like, like really like spending a lot of time with them and the one thing I kind of take away from him is just seeing the way that you know he handled uh, my kids when they're in the equipment room you know when you spend time with him you were the most in, the most important person in the world he made you feel like a million bucks and he just made the experience of playing minor football or even football in general just having the time of working with him with the Thunder to the RMF he just he made a lot of fun and exciting and made you want to stick around.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good way. That's an absolutely good way of putting it. When you think about it, Libel Field has become kind of the de facto home now of the Regina Thunder. You play a lot of your home games there. And think about that. Back when I was playing, maybe even when you were playing, well, I never played minor football. I played like touch football, but I know you probably played minor football. And guys my age played minor football. It was just a field with gopher holes. Now look at it. And Kelly Hamilton and Len Antonini, who joins us in about five minutes or so, seven minutes on the other side of your interview. uh, Those are the two the dynamic duo that raised money for that stadium.
6: Absolutely. That that stadium is a a great place to play. We love playing there. And actually, Kelly Hamilton is one of the the main reasons why we ended up playing there. I believe he's the guy that I met, uh, whatever it was, eight years ago or nine years ago, and wanted us to host a a game there. And uh, he's the guy that kind of led the charges and got everything In place is by far the largest crowd like we've ever had, and that night was real special and something that you know our players that were on the team then and our board of directors and coaches will always remember.
2: That's really one what football and what sports is all about. But football, like I don't know if you remember too many of the games back when you played. I have like the odd memory, but I remember the guys. I remember the feeling in the locker room. I remember the relationships, like the relationships you'd have with Kelly Hamilton, like you mentioned with your sons and him. That's that's what football, that's what sports is all about.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. He's a guy that uh, lived and breathed it, and he's definitely, I know it's interesting to see some of the tweets and, you know, uh, posts made by our current uh, Thunder players, and just seeing that, you know, a guy like Jonah Irich you know, I, I wouldn't even know if he had any kind of relationship with them, but also he does, because he played in the RMF, and he met him when we were doing the helmet cleans with the Thunder, and just in the, that time frame, you know, Kelly made a major impact on him, and You've just seen all these posts of gratitude, and it's pretty cool to see how he uh, made a, a difference in many different people's lives.
2: The game must go on. Kelly would want it to go on. That's what he was all about, working behind the scenes to keep the game going, and your season's about to get fired up. How excited are you, uh, you know, as we flip gears here?
6: You know, we're, we're, we're excited to get going. we got uh, testing on Thursday. We go to camp on Friday, and you know, we'll have nine practices over seven days. And then we'll take another four days off. But you know, I'm just excited to get the players out on the field and do some hitting and run some plays and work on some skills and drills. These guys have worked extremely hard uh, this off season, and uh, I'm excited to see you know how well they're put together and where we're at as a team uh, come out of training camp.
2: What's the strength of the Regina Thunder football team as you head into training camp? You know, you you envision what the strength is. Maybe it'll look different on the other side of training camp. But right now, uh, if you have to hang your hat on one or two things, what would that be, Scott McCauley?
6: I think like our offense, like like overall, is very very strong. Like I pretty much when I look at our at our, at our roster right now, like everyone's returning. I think we lost uh, one offensive lineman, but we have another guy that got a lot of playing time that can easily step in and. The Quarterbacks back, and we got Ryan Liker back that uh, came out of nowhere last year and had a big season. I'll be our starting tailback coming out of hopefully coming out of camp, and then that receiver and stuff. Like you know, I, I just see everyone that was there last year that's also returning, so they're going to be a huge strength for us, and they're going to be able to rely on a big, strong offensive line, offensive line to carry them um, to the direction that they want to head in. And then on defense too, like defensive backs, like they're all back. Um, you know, linebacker, that's the spot where we lost the most amount of guys to graduation. Um, but same 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 time I say that, you know, I look at a guy like Kentinefa, he's one of the smartest uh football players that, that I've had the chance to work with, and now it's his chance to start. So, you know, as much as we lost some key guys there, I think we got the guys that are gonna be ready to pick up uh where they left off and then also d line. Um, you know, we got some really strong big boys that you want to get your eyes on and take a look at them and see what they're able to do this year but the one guy that we're going to ride and, and roll with is Derek maximum He's coming back for for his final season and the amount of power and strength that he's put on this offseason like he's going to do some amazing things and i'm expecting that some sort of cfl team is going to give him an opportunity uh to kick the ball this year especially with how well the
2: international players has been kicking. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, joining me here, Scott McCauley. Uh, and, of course, uh, one of the highlights this year is going to be football weekend in Saskatchewan. You've got the Riders and the uh, Elks, and then you've got you guys in the Hilltops and the Huskies and the Rams, uh, and a concert in between. That's going to be a great weekend of football, and we here at 620 CKRM plan to have our fingerprints all over it. So that'll be a nice highlight for your program, just for football in general.
6: Yeah, it's going to be a, a great weekend overall. And I mean, to be honest, like we, we just care about playing the South Neil Towns. We love playing those guys, and we look forward to going to battle with them. And hopefully, we'll get a lot of great fan support behind us and uh, supporting all the teams that are playing that weekend.
2: Yeah, so uh, Scott, do you have a theme or a motto for this year? Do you bring one in each year? Like you guys had your best regular season year. You finished first place, I believe, for the first time ever and uh, just didn't get it done in the playoffs. Do you have like a motto or some type of theme this year?
6: You know, so like last year, like our our theme or motto or whatever it was all about, leaving a legacy and, and leaving the team better than when you first came and, you know, we're just going to build off of that. But one thing that the players actually chose as a theme that they want to uh, focus on is, like, we really just want to focus on 2022, leave everything else behind, and just, like, one family, one mission, making sure that everyone's being to the, the same beat and working towards the same goal. So that's sort of our theme this year.
2: Well, Scott, enjoy the last couple of days before you have to get back at it. I know uh, you're itching to go of the competitor you are, and we'll uh, be covering the Thunder loud and proud here on the sports cage, okay?
6: You betcha! Thanks a lot for everything. And next time, I want to talk about my coaching staff. We got some uh, guys that just came on board that are going to help us uh, do a lot of great things this year. So for sure, we're yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. We're going to have you on again. We just got, I want to get to Kelly uh, or uh, to Len Antonini to talk about Kelly Hamilton. Obviously, the other half of the dynamic duo. That's been Scott McCauley on the Western Pizza Hotline. When we come back, we wrap the show up with Len Antonini, uh, continuing our memories of Kelly Hamilton here on the sports cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to wrap up the show here on 620 CKRM. It's a sports cage for our friends at Saskatchewan Lottery. So whenever you have guests on the show, we will tell you they're brought to you by our good friends at Western Pizza. For Western Pizza, order the Rough Rider sweet deal from Western Pizza and you and a friend could be watching a rider game from a luxury suite. Well, this, this won't be an easy conversation to have, but I, I reached out to my friend Len Antonini to ask if he'd come on to talk about his real good friend, kelly hamilton and uh he is uh very kind to join us thanks for taking our call len um i don't know where to start does it seem real yet
9: no i don't think it, it actually set, sunk in yet but uh you know it's not a very happy day for uh regina minor football or the football communities.
2: Yeah, so uh, I've been calling you uh, the dynamic duo, Kelly, Kelly, it's almost like Kelly would tell you what to buy and you'd go raise money, and that's how, it was like a married couple in some respects, just talk about your very intimate, uh, sometimes intense, but strong relationship with Kelly Hamilton.
9: Yeah, I know, we had a great relationship, you know, we go back a long way, we played high school football together and then played with the Rams together and you know we've done a lot of a lot of different things together and uh it was um probably uh 1999 when i first mentioned to him that i needed him to come on on board here with at Regina minor football to be the president of you know of uh, of the organization and you know i kind of lied to him i told him i take two or three meetings a uh, a week or two or three meetings a year and we ended up uh you know getting into something where we were we busy all the time but uh we really enjoyed each other. We we got along all the time. It's you know we did twenty great Cups together, and and we worked uh, with TSN and CBC, and um, you know we never had a fight. I don't think in the whole time that we've we've ever done anything.
2: Was that because? And hey, I think you're a good guy, Len. But was was that more because of him or you? There was no fighting. Well,
9: I think you no. Know, I think that it uh, just a combination of the just our the way we were together. It, it, it's funny how we thought the you know the th- same all the time. Um, You know, like like people say, we were like a married couple. I often joke, he asked me if I could raise a million dollars to build a building, and I said, yeah, I could raise a million dollars, and course the building was four million so he was a lot like, like <laughs> my wife <laughs> you know I, love I have this much money but i'm going to spend four times more. i love it so did no, you, he was a great great guy did you get to did you get to uh,
2: you tell me what you want but did you get to spend some quality time with him at the end like did you get to spend some alone time and reflect on some things with him
9: yeah it, it's funny because you know when over the years uh, a lot of times when you're here at the office um, you know, he, he was downstairs and I was upstairs and we kind of stayed out of each other's kitchen because we were always busy. You know, we, we didn't have time to, 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 uh, sit around and, and talk and stuff, but these last couple of years we've, um, you know, we've made a point of, of, you know, if he comes, if we're here at the building together, when, when he was fighting cancer, he, uh, it'd come up where I would go down and, and we had some great talks and, you know, it, uh, um, we I, we actually thought uh we both thought that he was gonna beat it and he was a very positive guy and and uh you know it it's something that um you know I, I'm I I was surprised uh, that he, he went as quickly as he did.
2: Yeah, this is a Len Antonini with the Regina Minor Football League talking about past president uh, Kelly Hamilton and uh, long-time uh, member of Virginia Minor Football. Did you guys? Did you guys ever in those in that story time when you're sitting down in the equipment section there, uh, stare out at that field and that facility and say, "Man, look what we were a part of. Look what we've accomplished." I know you're not bragging, but did you ever? Pick, come on, man. You guys didn't say, "Man, this is great. Look what we were a part of."
9: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty special. Um, I remember the one day when. You know, Dean Makowski was out coaching spring league, and and uh, Vincent Donaldson, and you know, uh, a bunch of guys that that had played uh, Ram football there out on the field, and we looked out the window, and, and that, that that was one of the times that we could say, look at look at look at what we've, uh, you know, what we've been able to do. That you know, we also sat and uh, had some good talks with him, you know, in the last couple months, and, and talked about you know what were the highlights of his life, and you know the low low. Uh, Low times of his life, and he often he often talked about the highlights. I mean, it's, his family, his his wife and his kids um, were a big part of his highlights. But he did we did talk about you know the the, the days when we uh, when the building was complete, and we you know we had been in the building for over a year. We really hadn't seen anything that we didn't didn't need. Eh? And uh, you know the building was exactly what we wanted. And he was he was the big he was the one that designed. The idea of, of what we wanted and what we needed here like people say um i raised the money and he spent it but boy oh boy did he do did he do a, a fantastic job in in uh you know getting our money's worth that's for sure
2: why why did you go to him and say hey you got to be the president of this thing was it because you didn't want to do it or is it because uh,
9: because what no, did you see in him well in those days you know we were we weren't as big as we were now i saw that kelly hamilton was always you know, we were best friends. You know, he played in the CFL. He had a bit of a name. You know, um, it was a. You know, he was a he was a big big pitcher, and and I knew I knew how good he was at what we did. We roomed together. You know, when we played with Rams for five years, we played all five years and made every road trip. So, um, I I just knew that he he was the type of guy that I that we needed to to you know go to the next next level. And you know, when you take a look at where where we went from, you know uh you think about it you know 20 years ago or 25 years ago when you know we didn't have a very good field we didn't have very good um uh, equipment um, mm-hmm. you know the, the kids weren't as good as they are now the coaching wasn't as good as it is now and you know now you take a look at it and you take you know we've got one of the best fields we've got brand new turf right now being put in uh we got oh, we got a million dollars worth of equipment we we have our football players are unbelievable. You know when you look at what we do with the U16 and U18, and
0: uh, you know
9: even our coaching. The coaching has gotten way better over the years. You know with Ryan Hall and and Kelly and and all these guys. You know, but you know bring, having the right ideas of why why you coach at this level. I think it's it's uh, he was a big part of all of that.
2: Uh, so Len. Um... If you had to, can you break it down for me? And maybe it's too hard. Is there is when you think of Kelly? Is there one memory, one thing? Is it rooming on the road? One thing about your best buddy that you're going to that you'd flash back to if you could?
9: Well, I, th- I think the biggest thing is just um, how how we never we never did really argue or fight or it just seemed like we were always on the same page. You know whether whether it was you know we had a great company, and he said let's go to meet you at McDonald's. You know we never argued about where we were going or. You know, let's go to the keg or what. It just seems like we were always on the same page together. And if we ever weren't, we we just talked it out, you know. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes we did it his way. Sometimes we did it, you know, my way. And, and, uh, you know, um, we we tried to stay out of each other's kitchen. He was just, uh, you know, he was a great great, uh, friend. He was a great firefighter. He was a great uh, coach. He was a great dad. He was a great husband. You know, he's just a great person. So uh, it's pretty easy to get along with him. And, you know, he helped me in a lot of ways, actually, Kelly. So it's... uh it's going to be we're going
2: to miss him a lot. Yeah, well, uh, uh, part of the dynamic duo, uh, he, he's he gone but not forgotten. We're still talking to the other half, and uh, you described him, and that's a pretty good description of yourself. Thanks for taking time out of uh, your schedule, Len, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you down the line. But for now, our thoughts and prayers are with the Hamilton family and with his good buddy, Len Antonini, and everybody in the football community. Thanks for your time.
9: Yeah, thanks a lot, Baldy. I'll talk to you another time.
2: Yeah, appreciate it. That's Len Antonini of... Regina Minor Football, the executive director. We heard from the president, Jeff Stusek. We heard from a longtime coach, Ryan Hall. Uh, we had some great words from Glenn Suter and Luke Molitor. If you missed any of it, you could check it out in podcast form for Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism. Our province's older people deserve to live independently and affordably in their own communities and homes. Learn more and join the movement at skseniorsmechanism.com. That'll do it for the show. As far as I know, last I heard, there is a rough rider practice tomorrow we'll be there to cover it have all the audio for you tomorrow that and much much more it's a wednesday in the sports
3: cage coming up tomorrow on 620 ckrm the sports cage podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism working to make affordable home supports for seniors a reality skseniorsmechanism.ca